Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Your Time with James Sweetman. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you. I hope you find this episode of benefit. And of course, there's a whole library of past episodes for you to check out as well. Um, I've called this podcast Your Time because I think it's important for us to all take some time out to think and reflect. And my intention every week is to share some insights with you on a range of business or personal development topics. And this being February, I've set a theme for relationships because of Valentine's Day. If you tuned in last week, you would have gotten my tips or insights on what I think makes a quality personal relationship. Um, or I phrased it, you know, about the, you know, how do I know if I'm in a soulmate type relationship, if I use that phrase. That was last week's episode. This week, I'm broadening the spectrum a little, but the focus is still on relationships. But we're going to include uh, working relationships as well. So our colleagues and friendships, etc. And I'm basing it on what I would consider to be the three or four, in fact, uh, golden rules of relationships. And rules makes it sound very strict, but it's more like guiding principles or, um, how would I say, just facts that I think are are present uh, in our daily interactions with people. So that's what I'll be uh, sharing with you. And um, for me, the topic of relationships is so important because you know, there's no doubt that the quality of our lives is a reflection of the quality of our relationships, in particular, our personal relationships. Uh, poor relationships are the biggest contributors to unhappiness, especially in home life. Um, and equally, having high quality relationships, I think, is one of the strongest predictors of, of health and happiness. So in this week's episode, as I say, I'm going to share with you what I view as the, the four golden principles of um of working relationships personal and um and work based uh, and I hope you find them of benefit so let's jump straight in the first golden rule of relationships is something i say fairly frequently and sometimes to myself as well is we train or we teach people how to treat us and this is true for both work and personal relationships so say in a work context it's not like you have an instruction manual for dealing with people we tend to investigate people's boundaries, what we can get away with, um, and uh, how would I say it, precedents are also set. So for example, in a work context, you might be staying late and you're looking for a, a dig out with something, you would probably know who to contact and who not to contact because one person will happily give you a hand, the other person you perhaps wouldn't hear at the end of their moaning for a month because unconsciously they have trained or taught you how to treat them. And that's true in home life as well. You know, if you're the one who's always doing the washing up, how have you trained or taught other people how to treat you? And as ever, when it comes to working relationships and personal relationships, there's no rights or wrongs here. It's just about having more awareness. And we can look backwards and we can think about, well, how have I taught people how to treat me? Um, Usually that brings into our awareness maybe boundaries that have been a little bit too flexible, perhaps, or maybe where we've compromised a little too much. But perhaps a more powerful question is looking forward, you know, how would I like to adjust how people treat me? Um, is there a higher standard I could set for myself? You know, if I was to write an instruction manual, what might be on it? So again, no rights or wrongs, but how would I like people how to treat or interact with me? 
and uh, you know we've no control over what other people say or do or as we know even other people's opinions of us has nothing to do with us because it's their opinion but it's more to do with setting a standard for ourselves an ideal and then to know when perhaps that's been encroached upon and to take action to adjust it. It's almost like, what will I stand for? What will I tolerate? Those sort of questions come to mind as well. So that's the first golden rule. We train or we teach people how to treat us. The second golden rule of relationships is that you cannot change the other person. You can only change how you relate to them. Gosh, wouldn't life be so much easier if we could just wave a magic wand or snap our fingers and someone else changes personality or changes attitude? Unfortunately, life doesn't work that way. I often use the analogy of two hands when we're dealing with relationships. And uh, if we look at maybe interlacing our fingers, we can see how we can appreciate where someone else is coming from through empathy and rapport, maybe put ourselves in the other person's shoes. Uh, we can go into the relationship with a clear, positive intention. And of course, as well, we are also responsible for how we choose to respond within that relationship. But if you pull your hands apart, you see them as two separate hands now where we are each 100% responsible for the 50% of the relating that we are only responsible for in that relationship, if that makes sense. So in every relationship, we are only responsible for 50% of the relating, but we are 100% responsible for that 50%. I hope that makes sense. And if we fully own that, we realise that in relationships where we're looking for something different, it usually means that we're showing up differently or we need to show up differently. So trying to get other people to change with tactics like blaming or playing the victim or the martyr or making threats usually only results in the other person feeling manipulated, uncared for, even resentful. And that's hardly a re recipe for a healthy relationship in work or at home. So that second uh, golden rule is we cannot change other people. We can only change how we interact with them. But I think by definition, if we're changing our interaction, well, then we're changing the relationship. The third golden rule of relationships is one that I always have to purposely try to remember because it's an easy one to overlook. And that is that people are always more than their labels. You know, we're all more than one-dimensional caricatures, as it were. So, of course, we've all witnessed you know, challenging behaviour, uh, you know, at work or at home. And if that goes on for a period of time, we'll, we'll tend to have labelled that person a certain way. You know, they're a cynic, they're difficult, they're a moaner. And that habit of labelling ultimately becomes a block to progressing that relationship because people will always correspond to the expectation we have of them. It's like going into a particular room that's full of different colours and you're focused on just seeing one particular colour, so that's what you will see. If you look for red, you will find it. But if we are serious about moving a relationship forward, whether that's a work relationship or a home life relationship, if we're looking to move it forward as opposed to just proving ourselves to be right, which is often the balancing act that goes on within relationships, well, then we have to start by widening our perspective of that other person so that we see them as more than just the habitual label that we place on them. And you will have heard me saying this before, but I always operate from a place that people are doing their best, you know, with the resources or the awareness at their disposal. And we don't know other people's stories we don't know other people's challenges and sometimes we just have to give people the benefit of the doubt um, without 
sacrificing ourselves or putting ourselves in a in a dangerous scenario. And when we look to widen perspective, one of the ways we can do that is to just contemplate some of the other person's positive aspects. You know, oftentimes this concept or this this topic comes up in, in workshops where, you know, someone will voice that they're dealing with a difficult co-worker. How can they, you know, manage that relationship better? And it starts by taking down our blinkers, maybe, because that labeling, what it tends to do, is just blinker the other person. And then we see that behavior embedded in them. And in, in this scenario, what I think we're always aiming for is rather than, you know, the, the worst of someone else stimulating the worst in you, you know, just where we're reacting to someone else's dominant personality, let's say, when we try to stay balanced and we focused on, on some positive aspects of the other person, well, then maybe what you're leaning into is that the best of you might stimulate the best in them. And of course, that might not work, but it's often an approach that we've not tried. And as I say, it's linked to widening perspective and and moving beyond labels, which I think is something that society at large is doing a little bit more of. But of course, there's huge room for improvement. The last golden rule of relationships is perhaps a natural extension of what's gone before or maybe an appendix to it Uh, but for me if you're looking to transform a relationship it starts by transforming yourself that's based on the quote by Marianne Williamson uh, who wrote uh, Return to Love one of her many books and of course was a recent uh, democratic candidate in the presidential elections in the states um, and certainly a trailblazer when it came to that Uh, But her quote is, you know, change, whatever it is, whatever change we are seeking starts with change on the inside. So we're looking in the mirror first. So we know ultimately that the only person we have control over is ourselves um, and that we are responsible for our own emotions and our own attitude. Uh, We're responsible for our own levels of happiness, you know, making the decision to be happy, knowing that, of course, we have to deal with life's events as best we can. But when we make statements such as, you know, he makes me angry or she frustrates me, what I'm really saying there is I'm choosing to respond to him in an angry way. I'm choosing to respond to her in a frustrated way. I often think the wider that gap between stimulus and response, the more mature we are. And whilst it's so easy for, how would I say it, in some scenarios for people to rub us up the wrong way or to to push our buttons, we have to remember that there are buttons and maybe some of those buttons need to have a little plastic protective coating on them like a nuclear button so that I can be aware of some of my own patterns. And now, of course, that's easier said than done. But at the heart of, I think, all healthy adult relationships is the realization that I can choose how I show up in that relationship, remembering that I only do 50 percent of the relating in every relationship that I'm in. So there are the four golden rules. I'm going to share with you a few other questions maybe to reflect upon that might just give you some insight into relationships that perhaps are not what they could be or should be. So I'll share those with you shortly. But just a quick recap on those golden rules. The first one, we cannot, or sorry, the first one was we train or we teach people how to treat us. That's something that just happens instinctively on an ongoing basis. Uh, Then we cannot change other people. We can only change how we relate to them. Then be cautious of labelling people because people are always more than the labels we or society places on them. And then the last one, if I'm seeking external change, it starts on the inside. So in particular with relationships, 
to transform a relationship, you're looking to transform yourself first. So I have a few questions to share with you that might provide some uh, reflection, some food for thought, some ideas, some suggested action points for yourself. And as you know, I often say in, in my business, questions are the tools of my trade because we're all the experts on being ourselves. No one knows yourself better than you do. And therefore, new questions can just open up new ways of thinking about a scenario. And with these questions, if you think about, say, a relationship at work or at home or a friendship that maybe is not what it could be or should be, well, then these questions will stimulate your thinking and maybe allow you to come up with an alternative approach. So first question is, you know, why, why would I want to enhance this relationship? What are you willing to do or to achieve? What are you willing to do to achieve a better relationship here? And if we're looking to put time and effort into anything, it's always useful to be aware of our motivation. So if a relationship is not what it could or should be, why would it be important for you to improve it? Because if we cannot answer that question, we're not going to put the time and energy into to working to improve it. So that first question, why do I want to enhance it? Uh, second question, what's the specific challenge I'm facing? Sometimes it's only one aspect of a relationship that's a challenge. There might be many other aspects to it that are okay. You know, it might not be everything about the other person that doesn't sit well with you. It might be just a particular behavior that they have some of the time. So if we go to the specific challenge, it allows us to focus in a, in a, in a, in a more, how would I say it, aligned way and a more balanced way. Uh, third one, always useful to put ourselves in the other person's shoes. So let's just for a moment think about the relationship from their perspective. What do you think their experience is of interacting with you? Or what do you feel that they might want from you? And again, if we've known someone for a period of time, we can probably do this quite accurately. I always remember a while ago doing a, an exercise in this area with a group. And what sometimes comes to light is, is that the clash of personalities occurs because maybe you know you and the other person are more similar than you think and you sort of spark off each other in that regard and sometimes when we look at the scenario through the other person's eyes we get a how would i say it a more rounded view of ourselves and how i'm choosing to habitually participate in the relationship next question you know what continues to make you respond or interact with the other person in the way that you have done this question sheds some light on perhaps habits that we have in this area uh, or triggers that we have in, in, in this relationship. And then to move forward, a question, you know, how could you respond differently to the other person? We're not talking about better here. We're just talking about different. I often find when I'm working with people individually or in a group, you know, they often say things like, well, I've tried everything with that person. And of course, well, everything is so broad. It usually means that there are other options they've not tried or are not courageous enough to try. But if we come at it from a place of, what might be some options here and if i feel i have some options well then i have choice and if i have choice i feel a little bit more in control sometimes we have to look at it from the other side as well and think well what am i no longer willing to do or what am i no longer willing to condone um you know where have i compromised too much almost and then the last question not to lose sight of potential within relationships is what could be good about this relationship um, which gets me thinking about how things could be different if, if we turn things around and we put the effort into them. So those few questions are not ones that we can give an easy answer to. They sometimes require just a little bit of reflection, 
but I find them useful in terms of just giving me different perspective into a scenario where maybe I've labeled the other person a certain way, or I'm just in, in a habit within that relationship. So before I share one or two closing insights with you, a quick thank you again for tuning in. I never take my listeners for granted, and I'm always honored with the downloads each week and and the feedback I get in terms of how people find the, the musings that I'm sharing of benefit. So I really appreciate that. This week, it's been about relationships, building on the, the topic from last week as well. And for me, the healthiest relationships are the ones where each person supports and encourages the other person to be the best of themselves, whether that's at work or at home. And there's no doubt that personal relationships are the classroom where you learn the most about yourself, of course. Um, equally, you know, that doesn't mean there won't be disagreements in relationships. But as every emotionally mature person knows, those disagreements are opportunities for learning, as opposed to an invitation to commence a power struggle, which is often the slippery slope of relationships. As I was saying earlier, if we were seeking something different in our relationships uh, or simply to change a relationship status, as it were, well, then we'll need to do something differently. Um, a few more questions to reflect on in closure. And these are questions that I ponder myself when I'm looking for wider insight into a relationship, particularly if something is grating at me a little. Um, the question, where if I compromise too much is a good one, because it goes back to that principle of within relationships, we only do 50% of the relating. And sometimes I'll feel like I'm chasing someone or I'm bending over backwards. It usually means I've compromised too much and maybe there has to be a re-establishment of a boundary. Also, if we're feeling challenged in a relationship, if we view it through the lens of potential change, that's also a useful, a useful way of viewing it, I think. And the question there would be, you know, in this environment, in this scenario, in this relationship, what change is, try is trying to take place? Because sometimes the, the, you know, the pain or the discomfort of a relationship is actually a growing pain. And maybe you'll grow together or maybe you won't. But if we think about it from the perspective of change, what change is trying to happen here? Or, or what is this scenario asking of me that I'm still withholding is another way of viewing it. I know over the years that people have come and gone from my life. You know, that old phrase of for everything a season. And there is no doubt that we can have some friendships and relationships that last the duration of our lives. Some only last for shorter periods. And there's no rights or wrongs with that. Um, one of the guiding principles of, for me within my relationships is a sense of uh, authenticity, that I want to be 100% myself 100% of the time. You might mention, you might recall me saying that on last week's episode. And if I'm in a scenario with someone where I don't feel that that's possible uh, for a period of time, well, maybe I'm just stepping back from that relationship a little. And when that's happened, I've often found that, that relationship just naturally uh, runs its course. Um, sometimes as well, if we look at it from uh, the, 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 the lens of creating more space in our lives, you know, a bit like with our wardrobe, if we're looking to update our wardrobe or to put a new item of clothing into it, sometimes we need to tidy it out. And that can be, um, you know, making more space for new relationships. And that might mean less time going into some other relationships. And whilst I have many people in my life where I mightn't see them that frequently, you know, we can pick up where we left off. You know, it's just time and busyness maybe gets in the way. But then there's other relationships that maybe are just taking over out of habit and routine and they don't necessarily serve either party. 
and maybe when you don't lean into them quite as much as I say they naturally come to a close it doesn't mean you're falling out with people it's just for everything a season so I hope you found my little musings this week and maybe last week too on the whole topic of relationships uh, useful and as I say you know we're all doing our best here but sometimes a few questions or insights or um, shares of my own experience can just give you some food for thought and that's what this podcast is all about just some time for yourself to think and reflect and to press pause and to to look back on ourselves and our lives in a slightly more objective uh, or uh, from a slightly wider perspective so thank you again for tuning in and until next week mm-hmm.